Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by River City Flooring. Bradley off the screen for three. Is he going to miss? He's been terrific in this first half. River City Flooring. The only thing better than their selection is their service. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com. RiverCityFlooringInc.com. TV, happy Monday, Tuesday, whatever day today is. Tuesday, what's up? Tuesday, Tuesday, Freaky Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. Freaky Tuesday. Tricky Tuesday. Tricky Tuesday. I got tricked. Okay. Um, What's up, PB? How are you? Oh, not much, man. Just uh, getting ready for the final push. Final push of the season. It is coming up. Here, boys. Just a couple weeks of the regular season left. It's wild. PB, over the weekend, Arkansas lost to Mississippi State, 71-67. An atrocious shooting day from the outside, 3 of 17. Arkansas got to the line 19 times. Mississippi State... 32 times, but they missed a lot of them, 13 of them. Uh, Arkansas got out-rebounded by 15, yet they had a chance to win at the end of the game. One of their better defensive efforts when you look at the numbers, PB. What would you think of that part of the game for them over the weekend? Well, I, what really stood out to me was, you know, Makai Mitchell had, it's safe to say, the best game he's ever had, and that's against a Mississippi State team. That is, you know, they got a couple, you know, Jimmy Bell and Tolu Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got some studs. I mean, even a guy like Cam Matthews, uh, I mean, a kid's 6'8", and he, and he, but he plays a lot bigger than that. Um, so they've got size. Now, I, I, they're not known for their shooting, especially uh, from the free throw line. So, you know, you identify something that's probably, you know, how you're able to stay in this game if, considering that neither team was able to make threes. But I thought it was, you know, obviously Caleb Battle played well, and it just seems like, you know, Battle's making shots. If he's scoring, then Tremont Mock isn't, or, you know, somebody else isn't. And it's the consistency it just still isn't there. And it's tough to go to Mississippi State, man. They've, they've, got, a, they've got a pretty good environment there. Um, so... You're going to have a, a very difficult game tonight in another physical team on the interior. So, you know, it could be, you know, it's going to be another tough one. Although I know the last Texas A&M game, we, we beat them by one. So, um, PB? it's going to take a, yep. all, every effort but that. Uh, you, you bring up the word consistency. I think we've been talking about that word for a few weeks now, uh, inconsistent team. What does it take for a basketball team to be consistent? I, I know we kind of talk about, well, this, the shooting. If you were to narrow it down to one thing, does it come from the coach? Does it come from the players? Does it come from one moment that you just keep the momentum going? Or does it come in off season before the season starts? Where, where does the team uh, be a consistent team? Well, I think it's just – I think it's all – in sports, right? So if a guy averages 20 points a game or 15 points or 10 points, you know, he's most likely scoring 15 some games and five the other games. And that's how he gets his 10-point average. So yeah, the, the there are very few truly consistent players. I mean, again, you can look at 
any. I mean, you guys are just talking baseball. I mean, you, if you go three for ten, and you're in the Hall of Fame. So, but how many guys, you know, are are going over some nights, and then you know they get four hits the other night. So I think the truly great ones, they're the ones that are giving you production every single game. So I just think consistency is um, it's difficult to come by in general. Like I said, I mean, people look at averages, and that doesn't really tell the whole story with how consistent they are. And and I just it, that's that's part of it, you know. Whatever it is, if it's that that guy, you know, his weaknesses might be exposed against a certain defense, right? So now he's you know his matchup is difficult against another type team where. He's just able to find open shots, more open shots, so he does have an advantage against his defensive guy. Um, or, you know, that's the one thing about this year's team is you. we don't really have anything that you look at and say, oh, yeah, we're going to win this, you know, whether that is offensive rebounding or whether that's creating turnovers through steals or whether that's, you know, being uh, – one thing that we do separate – uh, is getting to the free throw line. I mean, that's always been, uh, and we're still among the top in the country, top 15, I think, right now. But I just think consistency is something that everybody's chasing, just to, to put in the same work every day. And it, it's just not common. It was an, well, and to that point, like, you can't really count on much of anything in the world of basketball. It's a strange game. You look at what happened over the weekend. Ole Miss had to hold on against a bad Missouri team at home. Kentucky rolled up Auburn, which I think is as good or better than anybody's environment in the entire league right now. LSU goes on the road and beats South Carolina. Tough week for the Gamecocks, Pat. They got drilled earlier in the week, and then they lose at home to an LSU team that's certainly vastly improved from year to year. Tough uh, tough weekend, or interesting weekend, I guess, the way I would look at it in the big scheme of things. Yeah, and, and, and it was. It was sort of a, a wacky week, but I think, you know, you get that mid-February, it's almost like, you know, there's mental fatigue and there's physical fatigue. And, you know, this time of the year, it's, it's interesting to watch how coaches will do even their, you know, their practice schedule, but like their shoot-around times on game day and all that. Um, because, you know, you take LSU, South Carolina, you know, LSU is a team for whatever reason, and, you know, DJ, I don't know, maybe this could be, like, the consistent part of it. You know, you have a couple of teams, LSU, who's dealt with a couple of injuries to the key guys. Wait now. They put every, everybody's healthy now. Everybody's together now. Um, you know, they're playing, you know, a couple of transfers now playing some, they've played, you know, almost the whole season together, so they're clicking a little bit better. So, there is a lot of factors uh, that go into, um, you know, some of those results we saw on Saturday, and I think Kentucky's probably one of those examples. How you know they didn't have to turn into like you know the 1985 Chicago Bears defense, <laughs> or, or a bunch of Dennis Rodmans, I guess is a little more comparable. But you know, Kentucky just had to figure out how to how to not be terrible. Defensive possessions. Yeah, yeah. just a few. You don't have to be good, just be less terrible. That's all. Yeah. And and that may be figuring out a way to get three defensive stops, right? Because that could 
very well. Three defensive stops could mean the difference between, you know, winning by three and losing by four, um, which they, I mean, they played a lot better than that, beat them by 11. But, you know, so at the end of the game, sort of things get a little screwed up. Mm-hmm. But so I think you'll see some teams separate themselves. Let me ask. Um, can I ask you about uh, the the league in general? I mean, you got you got you got six ranked teams, six locks for this tournament. Ole Miss, I think, is in at nineteen and six and five hundred in conference. Is Mississippi State in your mind a, a a team that's guaranteed or a likely to tournament? The one thing, if you look at this schedule, this schedule, <clears throat> they don't have a bad like so. They host Ole Miss, so you, they're looking at an opportunity to finish the season with you got they got Kentucky at home top 10 team 15 uh, they get South Carolina at home they do have to go to Auburn and A&M so you know if they can figure out a way to win four of those games you can go one two three four five six um you know, I think that puts you on the right side of of the bubble. So I, w- I would yeah. say yes to. Yeah, you, know, you, you get wins over Auburn and Tennessee too, to your credit. So those are good. Looks like they, I guess, the loss yeah. to Southern maybe early in the season. But uh, anybody, who else do you think is there? Who else has a? Sh- what about A and M? Arkansas plays them in the rematch tonight. Any shot for them to get there? To yeah, I think A and M certainly does have a shot. You can look at their their resume now. I mean they. I think Lenardi has them in. I think he's got nine SEC teams, and of course, I mean, everything changes in the next I three think, weeks. I think Palm does too, or did? Yeah, in 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 Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, Florida's Florida's had some good wins. Um, How about? Uh, didn't go ahead. Emails, don't you? Brackets. Yeah. What A uh, and M got? Blasted over the weekend at Alabama, which is certainly no indictment of their program. A and M is uh, dangerous at times, and Alabama is dangerous about all the time. And they have the best record in the league now. They also made eighteen threes, which helps blow a team out. Arkansas squeaked one out in the first matchup, and Taylor had a huge night. But so did Tremont Mark. What does uh, what does Arkansas need to do to go down there and get a win? In A and M. That's right. Yeah, well, I think, you know, in the last game, obviously, um, I think we, we had pretty good in terms of, you know, playing in that first half. Really? Um, we were in pretty good control in that first half. And then Wade Taylor, their point guard, who is he's just such a tough matchup. Like, we don't – he's got the ball in his hands virtually the entire game. I mean, he may put up, you know, 25 shots. But he's facilitating and, and – uh, and he's scoring, and he's just so dangerous. And he showed it last time. He had went for forty, I think, on us. But it's just the inability to defend. First of all, they run a high ball screen with him, and he's excellent at. It. He turns the corner. You go under the screen. He can shoot the three. He's just so creative and, and crafty in that side of things. And the other thing is, so that's what makes you A know, and M a dangerous team is. You know, they, they have two players, two guards, Wade Taylor and kid Tyrese Radford, who are two pretty good. They're their best. They've been waiting for a third guy to step up. But with that being said, they get 
they're the number one offensive rebounding team in the country, right? So, like, they had 19 offensive rebounds against us. And so if they're missing shots, they're getting their rebounds. I don't know if you guys remember that game against A&M, but, I mean, it was in the second half it was, you know, maybe two or three offensive rebounds on every possession. And they just kept kicking it back out to that kid, Wade Taylor. And, I mean, he ended up, uh, you know, having 41, but it wasn't enough. So, you know, my you know my my thing, my road recipe, um, is obviously can you get high quality shots? And A and M has got a, a their defense like they'll throw on a one three one full court three quarter press, then they'll get back into man in the same possession. So I don't know. I mean, you just got to trust that we get take care of the ball and value possessions, defensive rebounds. Uh, if, if we can do that. Those things will give us a chance. Hmm. At least give us a chance. Um, yeah, be nice. Tonight, 6 o'clock, 5.30 pregame on the buzz. A&M's an 11.5-point favorite. I just looked at the ESPN analytics. They give Arkansas as much a chance to win at A&M as they give Missouri to win at home against Tennessee. Oof. That's very disappointing. About a, about a 9% chance. Expected, though? Not sh- That's a little sh- A little much? Disappointing. Oof. Yeah. Oof. But hey, that's the nature of the the program where they are right now. I mean, that's just the, what it is. So, uh, question of the day today, Christian. You want to ask Pat? I bet he's going to give you the right answer. Um, are you still watching Arkansas basketball? <laughs> yeah. If you weren't um, being paid to, would you? <laughs> well, of course. I mean, yeah. just the interest and uh, wanting to know what uh, if these guys can turn the corner. And at some point, you just think to yourself. You know what? What's next year? Who's coming back? You know, I mean, that's a fair statement. That's just, you know, kind of if you want to watch and sort of play general manager, like hmm. who, who's he got coming in? You know, who who's he, does he want back from this team? Yeah. Um, Eric Musselman. Hmm. Yeah, we want coach back. That's a short list. You hear anything on coach Pat? There are people who are. I heard somebody saying on the buzz the other day. Somebody who. Is allegedly an analyst that it's increasingly likely that he's going to be uh, courted away or at least have people making overtures or further overtures? Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure it is. But I, I'll just look at it like this. And, you know, so, like, what would – and he's been able to tap into incredible – What would Jesus do? And I'm like, I don't know in this situation. <laughs> But he's been able to – so think about this. Like, the, the one thing everybody talks about now is um, NIL, right? And mm-hmm. Coach Moss has been able to tap into that as well as any program, basketball program in the country. Like, there's a, a lot of coaches still complaining about it. Like, how do we compete? Arkansas right now, a lot due to Coach Musselman and his relationships that he built and no, knowing how important NIL is. So he's got that. He's got the resources where he can go recruit because they've got the travel resources, there's really no restrictions. You know, and you talk about facilities, you talk about facilities, all that stuff, you know, fan support. Um, now, the question would be, you know, and only, you know, is he is he comfortable in Fayetteville? And he seems to be. I mean, his wife and his, his, his kids seem to really enjoy it. You know, so I don't, so let's just say some of the team, you know, other programs, that will be available, you know, what could they entice him with? 
I mean, I don't know. Does he? You know, I know everybody talks about him being a West Coast guy. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I mean, does he really love? I mean, you can you can fly to the West Coast on vacation. <laughs> you know. Mm. That's just you know it's something else. But yeah. I just I would hope that our, you know Fayetteville and the U of A can can compete with just about everybody, unless he has that dream job in his mind, which you know yeah. I guess, a lot of coaches do. PB, we got to run. Talk a little baseball on the other side with Bubba. Appreciate you. Love you, buddy. Take care. See you.